0: Hello again. Thank you for coming for another episode or another installment, another message from Faith Fire Media. Frank Miggins here again with you. I praise God for the opportunity to bring the word of the Lord to you and to encourage you in what has been a shaking, hasn't it, for the last couple of years. The shaking is continuing, but the Lord is raising up people to encourage you, edify you, and tell you his purpose and plan for what is happening. And that is really what we're going to dive into as we always do. Uh, We're going to dive into something the Lord is saying for your know-how and for your response, for your preparation. Uh, in this hour, so I praise God for you. This is a ministry of Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries. You can find us at faithfireworldwide.com. A lot of exciting things going on in the ministry. Uh, we're heading to Africa in February. We have uh, been invited to Central and South America in 2023, and we're asking folks to just support us if the Lord calls you to do that. And you can find out how to do that at faithfireworldwide.com. That's also where you can sign up for our newsletter and be informed. I just sent out a newsletter uh, informing folks about all of this and how the Lord is really. Transitioned our ministry into fuller clarity and and a just laser light focus and I praise God for that. So you can learn more if you sign up for our newsletter and there's always text alerts. You can sign up for our text alerts by texting the word Faith Fire one word to five five four nine eight Faith Fire to five five four nine eight and that's one way you can be informed for when we're releasing new messages. And that is one of the main reasons why we have text alerts. So we praise God for you. We really wanna be a good steward of your time. Let us pray. Uh, Today, we're gonna talk about the devil's plan for our children. So general, but I have really another laser light focus for us today, but let us pray first. Father God, just how good you are. How majestic, powerful, amazing, and awe-inspiring. You are full of everything good and you are shining light in this darkness. Glory to your name. Glorify your name again and again. I'm thankful for this opportunity to stand uh, before you, Lord, and teach and preach and prophesy to your people who need direction. They need correction. They need edification and encouragement. They need to know the time and the seasons, Lord. We give you thanks for this opportunity to fellowship with you, now I pray you take control of my mind and my mouth. May your word come through in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you, Jesus. He is right here with us right now. If you're watching us on YouTube, we praise God. Uh, if you're listening to us, we praise God for whatever way you're plugging in. God, uh, the devil's plan for our children is, is what we're going to talk about. And it's really been made clear to me that it has a lot to do with the media and culture, the media and culture. And we all know that the, uh, the enemy is the, the king of this world. He even told Jesus, I'll give you the kingdoms of this world. How did he get that? We delegated to him the, the authority in this world when Adam and Eve sinned. But of course, the redemption through Christ is bringing in his kingdom and his people are operating in his kingdom inside of the earth. And so we have two kingdoms at war and this is why you need to know what's going on. So I'm gonna share with you what the spirit of the Lord showed me. And he showed me a woman and she was standing before an audience. Just imagine you're watching like a talk show. It was a talk show environment. This was an influencer. I heard in the spirit, the word influencer. This woman was an influencer, someone that you might see with millions of followers, someone who when they say something, Uh, something uh, spectacular or they say something um, controversial. People listen and some people actually will agree with them because of who they are. And this woman said, as I was watching this, this woman said, does anyone in this place have children who love acting demonic? She says, does anyone here have children who simply have no problem being demonic? And I knew from the moment she asked that question, this was an, uh, an indicator of the plan of the evil one to infuse demonic behavior, demonic thinking, demonic uh, standards into our children through what they watch, who they follow, And also do it through how their parents are influenced by these influencers. And so this probably doesn't come uh, as a surprise to you, but I knew that the media was a major vehicle. And I want to encourage you first and foremost, be very mindful of, of what your kids are consuming on their phones. My kids don't even have phones. Be mindful of what they're watching. Be mindful of what they're doing on Instagram, TikTok and all of these things. We don't allow our kids to do any of these things without supervision. We need to be nearby. We need to hear what they're doing. And it's because we have a firm belief that the enemy as a roaring lion is seeking whom he, what he can devour, and he uses media to do it. He is the prince of the power of the air. And the broadcast channels, for the most part, they are honoring the the, the will of Satan, not the will of God. So this is a plan to ruin generations. Glory to God. So imagine this influencer, they're not just influencing children, they're influencing their parents. So the idea is to make the head sick so that the body will follow. So the moms and the dads get sick, they get infected by the, uh, the, the standards of this world, and then they pass it down to their children. And the idea is for their children to pass it down to their children. Simply put, the children need to know their Heavenly Father. The children need to know their heavenly father. We have any intercessors on here. We need to be praying into this because this is the Lord showing me this so that we can pray. We need to be praying that, that men, women, and children will know their father. Listen to this in Ephesians 5 and 6. It says, let no man deceive you With vain words, meaning meaningless words. For because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. So deception brings the wrath of God upon disobedient people. How do they become disobedient? They're deceived by vain words. We need to be careful that we understand the scheme of the evil one. So let's go to Proverbs 22 because I'm going to move up pretty quickly. Proverbs 22. We're going to begin at verse 4. We're going to begin at verse 4. And it says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Wow. So if we fear the Lord, meaning we have a healthy honor and respect for the fact that he can snuff us out if he wanted to, that we honor his power, we honor his judgment, we honor his standards and statutes, his laws, his testimonies, his word, we honor his commandments, we walk with him. These are the secrets to honor And riches and life. Why are we talking about this? These are the things we need to be feeding into our children. They need to know the fear or the honor of the Lord. The the Lord needs to be their first love. The Lord needs to be their father. We need to teach our kids the character of our father. Then it says thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse. So someone who's perverse, meaning someone who's out of step with the will of God, is headed for a thorn and a snare. They're headed for pain and they're heading for a trap. They're heading for pain and injury and they're headed for bondage. And we don't want that for our children. We don't want them to walk in perversity. We don't want them to walk in iniquity, which means the twisting of something, the twisting of the truth to make it amenable to someone's liking. No, we don't want to be in the flesh. We want our children to understand the power of the spirit and know their father. It says thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse, and he who guards his soul will be far from those snares and thorns. We've got to teach our kids to guard their souls from thorns and snares that come through perverse teachings, perverse knowledge, perverse standards, perverse behavior. Glory to God. We need to teach our kids this stuff that is being portrayed in the political sphere. It's being portrayed in the church. It's being portrayed in the media. It's being portrayed in the books they read, which is media, by the way. Be careful what your kids are reading. We need to have a full on um Attack against anything that will pervert our children's minds away from knowing their father and then verse 6 says in Proverbs 22 train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old and the church says he will not depart from it. We've heard it over and over but the backstory to train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it. The backstory is first we need to know the fear of the Lord and we need to be protected from thorns and snares that come through perverse teaching. Perverse lifestyles. And so we cannot teach our kids homosexuality is okay. We cannot teach our kids transgender lifestyles are okay. I'm not anti-anything. What I'm saying is we need to let them know the truth. We love everybody. We love them as Jesus loves them. We love them where they are glory to God. And we minister to them. We minister to their hurts. We begin to see what the gates were that allowed the perversity into their soul. And we minister to them with the patience and love of Jesus. But we do not teach our kids it's okay. Because what happens is that will bring them into a place where one day they will rebel against you because you have not set standards and shown them that the heart of the father is for our souls to be healthy. Glory to God, that the heart of the father is for us to portray the the character of Jesus Christ, to be humble, to be loving and caring, but also to be about the truth. We don't want people to be injured. And when people are walking in perverse lifestyles, whether they're full of anger, whether they're full of of, of, whether they look at pornography, whether they are addicted to drugs, or they smoke, or these are the things that are that are injurious to a person. And they don't just injure them, they injure the generations. And we're gonna dig into that right now. Please go with me if you've got your Bible. Go to Genesis 19. This is the story of Lot, and we're gonna talk about how Lot and his wife. They did not step with God as Abraham did. Now, remember, the Lord said about Abraham that he was going to bless him because he knew Abraham was going to lead his family in the course of righteousness. In the in the case of Lot, however, Lot was more concerned about what his eyes can see. So let me give you the story of Lot in Genesis 19. Lot decided to go to a place called Zoar. Remember, he and Abraham had a conversation. Abraham's like, you pick where you want to go. And Lot did what? He looked with his eyes upon a particular place that looked fertile. It looked like a great place to live. Everything was lining up. And he said, I'm going to go there. And look at what Abraham did. He didn't care. He didn't find it to be robbery for his, his relative to go and take the place that looked the best. Abraham said, I'm walking with God. Glory to Jesus. I'm not walking with my sight. I'm walking by faith. And so Lot was one who was carnal. He was one who was fleshly. He was one that went with his his passions that were not coming from the Lord. And he did not know the difference. And so he was he was set up to fail as a parent unless he changed his posture. But he goes to a place called Zoar. Matter of fact, he didn't get to Zohar until later. He went to Sodom and Gomorrah first. He gets to Zohar later. We'll get to Zohar in a minute. So he picks Sodom and Gomorrah, a place that is full of perversity. And we know that this place was full of homosexuals. And the Bible says in Genesis Genesis 19 that Lot was one who would sit at the gate. Lot wanted to be a man of authority in this place. He wanted to be a man of influence in this place. But what happened was he got infected by the mindset, the demonic influence of this place. It seeped into his lifestyle. He had just been walking with a man of righteousness, Abraham. He was a man of faith. He was a man who followed the Lord. He was a man who saved Lot. Glory to God. When Lot was being uh, 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 kidnapped, Abraham came and saved him. This was a man that he could use as a mentor and ask him questions about God. But Lot instead wanted to be separated from that and do his own thing and be an influence in a place that was demonic. It was destructive. It was perverse. It was full of iniquity. And it was bad for him and his family. He was not walking with the Lord as Abraham was. He was not into leading his family. And we're going to see the generational impact. So we know that the the decree came from God. I'm going to go down and see what's going on in Sodom if it actually is what I heard myself. And so that meant God was visiting it because there would be judgment. God already knew what was going on there, but he wanted to send witnesses to take back a report so that there would be counsel before the judgment came because God likes to work in concert. He likes to work in unity. We're not going to get too much into that, but let us talk about what happens with Lot. The decree goes forth. Abraham intercedes on behalf of Lot. The angels go and they go to save Lot. What happens? The people of Sodom and Gomorrah were so full of of perversity and sin that they wanted to sleep with the angels. They wanted to have homosexual relations with the angels. Glory to God. And so uh, Lot comes outside and he says to the people in the town, do not take these men, he says, He says, I have daughters who have not known a man, Jesus. And he says, take them and do with them what you will. That's an example. Lot had been in Sodom and Gomorrah so long, and he had not guarded his gates. He had not guarded his soul from perversity, and he had been ensnared. And so he was not teaching his kids, and he was not even himself um, positioned with his father In heaven to know how to protect his family. And so he had given himself over to even telling people, you can have my daughters and rape them, despite the fact that they have been betrothed to two men. Each of his daughters were betrothed. They were going to be married and Lot didn't care. He was going to allow these people to rape his daughters. God. That's what happens when we're not careful. That's what happens when we think we can play around with the culture of this time. We cannot. It will get into you, and it will become a thorn and a snare, not just for you, but for the generations. So the angels we know struck these people with blindness, pulled Lot inside, and said, we got to get out of here. They get out of there, and they give Lot a choice. They say, we want you to go to the mountains. But Lot says, no, 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 that's too far. I want to go to this little place over here called Zoar. And again, he's looking with his mind. He's looking with his eyes. He's not walking by faith. The angels that sent were sent from God said, this is where you need to go. And he rejected their counsel. And because time was of the essence and the angels didn't have time to argue with him because they had to fulfill the decree of God and produce judgment against Sodom and Gomorrah, they said, fine, go to this little place, but go and don't turn back. What did Lot's wife do? She turned back. Why? Because in their family, they had a desire to be in that perverse place. That place fed their flesh. That place fed their lust. That place allowed them to do what they want. They had license to sin in that place. They didn't feel the accountability that came with walking with Abraham. They wanted to escape the accountability that came from walking in righteousness. And so they sought a place of perversity and they they were going to miss it. And that's why she turned to a pillar of salt. We're done with her. We're going to keep moving forward. He goes to a place called Zoar. Let's talk about Zoar. Remind you. Lot rejects the angel's request to go to the mountain. We'll talk about the mountain in a little bit, but he goes to Zoar. Listen to this. Zoar was renowned for wickedness. In fact, Zoar was originally meant to be destroyed with Sodom and Gomorrah because Zoar was part of that demonically inspired and influenced community. So he's still, after seeing the perversity, After being put in a position, we had to protect angels from this sin, from this demonic influence. He still wasn't sick of it enough to just go where the Lord said. He still wanted to be close enough to it. Jesus. He had decided, he had stood on the fact, I'm going to raise my family the way I want, and I'm going to raise them in a place that has perversion, homosexual uh, activity, and idolatry, despite the fact the Lord came to his rescue. And this is something I need you to hear, that despite the fact the Lord has rescued you, if you're a believer, you can still be impacted by perversity. You can still make choices that you are um, defiling yourself through what you consume, what you believe, what you uh, uh, bring into your soul through what you read and watch and what you talk about with your friends, even the people you hang around with. A lot of this had to do with the fact that Lot and his wife were around people who thought it was okay, and they didn't see these people suffering any kind of consequences that that would bother them, so they said maybe there are no consequences. Maybe all of this is not all that bad, and they began to change their moral compass. They began to change what they believed was good. They became deceived, and it is a deception. What did we just read in Ephesians 5? Do not be deceived by vain words. We cannot afford it. So this place called Zoar was meant to be destroyed. It was meant to be destroyed. It, in word, the word means insignificant. So Lot was told, go to a mountain. He chose to go to what he called a small. Let me go to that little place over there. He tried to make it sound like it was easy because it was close by. It wasn't as far as the mountains. He wanted the easy route. And he said, it's not that big of a deal. It's a small place. But that word means insignificant. It's an insignificant place. So God wanted him to go higher, but he chose an insignificant place. Why? Because it was easier. It was closer. It didn't exert as much energy. Hallelujah. We've got to be very careful. We got to be very careful. Careful. So Zohar is actually the name it it got later. The original name of that town is Bella. And that word in Hebrew means destruction. It means a devouring. It means a thing swallowed. So his nature was to choose a place that was destruction. It was a place that swallows you, a place that devours you. That sounds like the work of Satan. And he did not have within him the ability to discern between a place of worship and a place of destruction, devouring, and a place that would swallow him and his family. So he goes to this place called Zoar, which back in the day was called Bella. And this is where he hides in a cave with his daughters. He isolates himself. He chooses to embrace this this area and say, this is the best there is. And he was suffering from the loss of his wife. He was suffering from the loss of his home. He was suffering from the loss of even his daughter's futures because their their, uh, fiancés were destroyed when fire and brimstone came from heaven their lives had been turned upside down and so they were depressed so his decisions became a snare and a thorn not just to himself but his daughters it cost his wife her life and remember we started with the the dream with the woman saying who else in here has children who enjoy being demonic she was appealing to the parents She was appealing by being an influencer to the parents to say, it's not that bad to be demonic. But we're seeing the cost here of living in a place that's perverse and taking on their standards instead of knowing the father and teaching the heart of the father. So then look at what happens. He gives up going to a mountain, goes to Bella and his daughters, they're depressed, too. And so let's talk about the second generation. This is where we really need to pay attention because this is the devil's plan for our children. That is the topic today. His daughters come up with a plan, and they say, Come let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him that we may preserve the lineage of our father. Wow. That they may preserve the lineage of their father. They were looking to the wrong father. They didn't know their heavenly father. They had been separated from righteousness when they left Abraham and now they wanted to please their earthly father who had been perverted through the living, the lifestyles of those around him and taking on some of the standards of the world around him that did not honor the father. But listen to what they said before they actually spoke this plan out loud. They said, now the firstborn said to the younger, our father is old and there is no man on the earth to come into us as is the custom of all the earth. The custom of the earth was their priority. Instead of looking for God in the cave, instead of saying, okay, how does the Lord want us to live? What does he want us to do? They started saying, well, the standards of this world is that we need to be having kids. Well, we got to do that by any means necessary. That's where we get this false sense of prosperity, that we are supposed to do what our neighbors are doing because that's what the world expects of us. But, But oftentimes, getting what that is takes something perverse, unhealthy, a dishonest, something sinful and evil to to ascertain, to possess. Hallelujah, because God's idea of prosperity starts in your soul. And so if your soul is not prospering, you're going to heap on thorns and snares. And that's what happened with these daughters. They, they laid with their father and they had children with their father. Incest. Hallelujah. Friends, this is the idea that That perversion goes from generation to generation. The Lord is warning us and he's encouraging us not to let this happen. Intercessors, please pray people of God, please pray. I know there are some people on here that are weeping over how they can see the children that the enemy has his sights on, which is all of the children, and how he wants to use their family structure against them. He wants to further decimate the family structure that has already been just decimated in our country, and he wants to now take them to a place where they want to be demonic out loud. It, it demonic can be undercover where people don't know that they're being led in a demonic spirit or it can be blatant where there I don't care we're we're reminded of people who are now influencers there's one particular influencer who had a music video where he was dancing promiscuously with the devil, a person who's dressed up like the devil and he's and, and he's a man, you know, doing and rubbing against this man dressed like the devil. So there's homosexuality. There's all the perversion. There's all that. And and people bought that song. People watched that video. People actually were, were applauding the artist, this same artist who's selling shoes with his blood in the shoe. He had drops of blood put into shoes and people were purchasing them. So now the demonic comes out in front and he's daring parents to draw a line in the the sand. Don't let Sodom and Gomorrah. Don't let Baal get into your children. Hallelujah. Don't let Molech get into your children. Glory to God. Don't let Balaam trick you into doing something that is false. Glory to God. I ask you, parents, to pray. Do not let your children be caught in snares and thorns. And I'm going to wrap up with the idea of worship. All of this is wrapped up in worship. What's the solution? Teaching our kids to worship. Worship to know their father, to sit with him, to seek him, to know him. Mountains represent worship. And so when Lot was invited by the angel, go to the mountain, that was a place, it was a high place where Lot could go, take his family, his wife, his children who had lost so much and get to a higher place to have a higher perspective to be with the Lord and get get his thoughts for their future. I know the thoughts that I have toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not evil to bring you to an expected end. He's got a perfect will and plan for you that you have to decide to agree with. Lot didn't have it in him to say, I'm going to the mountain, even though it was more difficult for his flesh. It was a longer journey. It would be more exert, exerting on his body and exerting on his mind. He had just lost so much. He wanted to just get somewhere and sulk. He could not get it together and see his father and learn to worship him. He didn't get the opportunity to go to a place of worship and teach his daughters to worship. And so what did they do? They fell into another case a further, further depth of perversion than even what they saw in Sodom and Gomorrah. They probably even did see that in Sodom and Gomorrah. And so they were replicating what they saw, that they could use their bodies however they wanted to. Because for them, their bodies didn't belong to their father in heaven. They thought their bodies belonged to them. Does that sound familiar with the abortion argument? We've got people who are pro-abortion saying it's my body. Well, they don't know their father and they don't know the word of God. This says, honor uh, the Lord with your spirit and your body, which are the Lord's. That you've been bought with a price. That Jesus' death on the cross gives God every right to say that's my body, especially if you're a Christian. Especially if you're a Christian. And so we need to pray. And I'm going to pray now, but I pray that we are, as parents, not choosing things that are destructive, that will swallow us that will devour us and our children and children's children. It is a generational curse. It is a generational attack. It's a generational affliction when we allow our kids to step out of the fear of the Lord or they never know the fear of the Lord and they come into a place where they've been deceived by vain words that didn't come from the Lord and their thoughts now have been consumed by darkness. And this world wants your kids to be that way. This world is applauding any lifestyle, any ideas, except those of Christ. The Lord Jesus said himself, I came not to bring peace, but a sword that a person's own parents will be against him. Why? Because when you want to walk with Jesus, there are going to be people around you that will not understand. You'll have an inner peace, but you're at war in this world. And we need to be praying and we need to be taking steps. I pray that there's a parent, Lord, who's hearing this today that is is already seeking you about what to change. How to be not a helicopter parent, but a parent who sees higher. Glory to God. A parent who's on the mountain. Oh, God, I pray for parents to go to the mountain of worship. I pray for parents to go up and, and be with you and sit with you like Jesus did on the Mount of Olives daily. He went to a place where he could see the temple and think on his father and hear your words and know what you're doing and be refreshed and replenished and prepared for the next day where he had to minister to people. God, I pray that we have the same idea that we seek first the the kingdom of God, that we seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness and all the other things will come. God, I thank you for the opportunity to sow this word into the hearing of your people. I pray now it reaches good ground, that it may spring forth, bringing forth a 30, 60, 100-fold return, that it will break the ground and be on display and sprout branches that birds can shelter themselves beneath. May people who are not even in our families find us for mentorship and discipleship and safety because we know our Father. We're going to be people of worship who raise children of worship, And we will train them up in the way they should go so they will not depart from it when they are old. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. We are not afraid. I speak against fear now in Jesus' name. Fear of rejection. Fear of retribution. Fear of of being uh, criticized. Hallelujah. Uh, God, we're not afraid because we know you. We're not going to be like Lot. We're going to go to the mountain for our children and children's children. But first for us so that we can see you for ourselves. We love you. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I do feel like I should ask you to, to share this word. Share this word from some, with someone that you know needs encouragement as a parent. They might even be aware already that they're in a battle for their children's hearts. That they're in a battle to put before their children the Father so that they can know the Father for themselves. To pray. To minister to the Lord. To be ministered to. To make space for the Lord. I pray they will all show our kids how to make space for the Lord. And I'll just tell you this personal testimony. I've I've begun meeting with my kids every morning. We just get together. Just as Jesus met with his father every morning, I meet with my father and I want my kids to meet with their father as well. So we start our day together. It's just me and the kids and we talk. We sit silently. We minister to the Lord and they're still learning, but I'm putting them in a position to learn his voice, learn his character. We read the word together. We share stories in the word together. We catch up on dreams we, we, I teach them, and, and this is something Lord put in my spirit. And I'm not telling you that's what you have to do. I'm just telling you, I'm one that is the first partaker of the word of God. As a priest in his house, I am the first partaker, and I need to be putting it into action myself. And so we pray for our kids, but we also need to do things as the Lord leads us by his spirit. Don't do this without going to the Lord and on your own mountain and getting insight about how you should train up your own children. We are Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries, I'm so grateful for you being here for this edition of Faith Fire Media. As always, you can find us at faithfireworldwide.com. You can sign up for the text alerts if you text the word FAITHFIRE to 55498. One word, FAITHFIRE, text that word to 55498. And we'll alert you when we have our next message. There's so much the Lord is speaking in this hour. I literally have to go to the Lord and ask him, what do you want me to talk about now? Because there's so much, there's so much. I do encourage you to check out our Famine a is, there are three of those, and there's also a message that's called the Global Economic Reset, something that I think everyone needs to be aware of. The Lord is preparing us. He says he does nothing without first telling his service to prophets. And so he wants you to know. He wants us to have an Issachar anointing in our lives that are telling us the times and the seasons and what we are to do. So we're not afraid, taken off guard, unaware of the devil's schemes. No, we need to be in the know and share this ministry with people that, you know, need that kind of edification. Because the Lord in this hour is amplifying the prophetic voice so that we all can be ready and become the bride of Christ without spot or wrinkle. He's purifying us for his soon to come return. I praise God for you. Love you. You can sign up for our newsletter on our website as well. And we'll see you next time. God bless.